0: Hello and welcome to episode 402 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Terence M. Stanton. We are recording on Thursday, January the 5th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ, continuing to look at a talk given by Professor Plinio Correa de Oliveira in 1994. This was part one of that talk after his introduction begins with the apparitions of the angel of Portugal. Before the apparitions of Our Lady, Lucia, Francisco, and Jacinta, Lucia de Jesus dos Santos, and her cousins Francisco and Jacinta, had three visions of the angel of Portugal, or of peace. Why an angel? Because always God is the supreme Lord, rex regnum et dominus dominatium, King of kings and ruler of those who possess any form of dominion. He is above all, and because of this, in a great number of manifestations of heaven, he appears not speaking directly, not dealing directly, but sending to speak or deal through his emissaries, most high emissaries. They are angels, superior to the highest men as far as the eye can see, but infinitely below the throne of God, with whom no one can compare. We note this principle in the Fatima apparitions. An angel appears first, an angel who is such that if we saw him like that, we might at first glance perhaps imagine that he is God himself. It wasn't, and he clearly said it was an angel. After the angel appearing three times comes Our Lady, Regina Angelorum, Queen of all angels, superior to them without number, because she is the Mother of God. But after all, she is not God. In the end, in a wonderful way, something of God himself appears. It is the hierarchy that must be so dear to us, the hierarchy of all creatures, which unfolds from the supremacy, the supreme majesty of the one who is everything. It is the hierarchical order of the universe that manifests itself in these orderly apparitions of Fatima. And that I am pleased to emphasize to you. Because it helps us to love this ordering, which makes it precisely in the struggles of this earth, our legal, ideological, and peaceful struggle can define it, is understood in good measure in these words. It is the struggle of order against disorder of hierarchy against revolution, of good against evil, of God against the one who rebelled against God, the one who did not want there to be being superior to him, Satan. So let's see how this manifestation of neatness, of beauty, is in the first light of this series of graces that the decadent world and which has fallen to where it was, where it has now fallen, was. There is, I'm gonna interject here for a moment, there is this rebellion, as Professor Plinio rightly says, against order. I think society would be, would do well to return to monarchies, to Catholic monarchies. It seems like that isn't going to happen anytime soon, but I believe the triumph of the Immaculate Heart is imminent. We might already be in the beginning stages of it. You see glimpses here and there. Things like the Roe versus Wade decision in the United States of America being overturned. I'm not saying there isn't rampant chaos and destruction going on in the world and we're on the brink of World War III, certainly. But God works in silence and humility. God is humility. The second person of the most holy trinity, our Lord Jesus Christ, was born in a cave. He works with the small ones, the little ones, those who are cast aside by the world. So when people pursue wealth, when they pursue pleasure, power, fame, they're pursuing things of this world, things that disappear, things that vanish, things that will be utterly unimportant when we stand before our Lord Jesus Christ and our particular judgment. And in so many ways, they're a hindrance to entering into the kingdom of heaven. So don't give up, don't lose heart when we have struggles in this life. If we bear them with patience and unite our sufferings to the supreme suffering that our Lord suffered when he was crucified, there's a redemptive value in that suffering. And know that he's always at work. And I hope and pray that one day we will return to Catholic monarchies. I think it was Dr. Marshall maybe the other day. I don't know if he was tweeting this. Perhaps that's where I saw it. He talked about Jesus being the king of kings. Well, that would point towards there being kings on earth, right? And there were for many hundreds of years until the revolution that was World War I destroyed most of the monarchies, most of the Christian monarchies in the world. We need to get back to Catholic kings and Catholic queens. And I hope and pray that someday soon we will. Good men and good women like Blessed Carl of Austria and servant of God Zita who are doing the right thing. We're living virtuous lives and we're good examples for their subjects. We don't have many... Presidents or prime ministers who are good examples for their peoples nowadays. This next segment is entitled "Angel's First Appearance." The first apparition of the angel took place in the spring or summer of 1916, in a loca or cave on the hill of Cabesao, near Aljustrel, and took place as follows, as Sister Lucia narrates. And I apologize if I'm pronouncing these terms incorrectly. I don't speak Portuguese. You could probably infer that. A few moments moments ago, we were playing. And then a strong wind shook the trees and made us look up to see what was going on. Because the day was serene. Then we began to see at some distance over the trees that they stretched towards the east. A light whiter than snow. In the form of a transparent youth brighter than a crystal pierced by the rays of the sun. As he approached, we could make out his features. A young man between 14 and 15 years old of great beauty. We were surprised and half absorbed. We didn't say a word. When he came to us, he said, Do not be afraid. I am the angel of peace. Pray with me. And kneeling on the ground, he bowed his forehead to the ground. Driven by a supernatural movement, we imitated him and repeated the words that we heard him pronounce. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I ask your forgiveness for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. After repeating this, Three times he arose and said, Pray like this. The hearts of Jesus and Mary are attentive to the voice of your supplications, and disappeared. The supernatural atmosphere that enveloped us was so intense that we were almost unaware of our own existence for a long time. Remaining in the position in which he had left us, always repeating the same prayer, the presence of God felt it become so intense and so intimate that we didn't even dare speak to each other. The next day, we felt our spirits still enveloped by that atmosphere, which was only very slowly disappearing. In this apparition, no one thought of speaking or recommending the secret. She imposed it on herself. She was so intimate that it was not easy to pronounce the slightest word about her. She perhaps also made the greatest impression on us for being the first so manifested. I think maybe they mean... He, perhaps? I don't know if that was uh, an issue in translation. Uh, Professor Plinio begins, or continues, you are seeing the beauty of it all, three little children in a meadow. It says, we played. We played is an expression from that area to indicate that they played children's games. They played when the wind blew. The wind blew and they lifted their heads to see what it was. As they raised their heads, a certain luminous nucleus began to appear at the bottom of the horizon and became closer in such a way that at a certain moment they could see that it had a human shape. It had the human form of a young man and of a young man of extraordinary beauty. Not made of flesh, not made of bone, it seemed to be made of a material that could be said to be almost supernatural. The description is very well done. It was like he was made of crystal. Can one imagine a more adequate description of an angel than that of crystal? Pure as crystal, light as crystal, enchanting as crystal but essentially transparent in such a way that it is like crystal made to see beyond it. The angel is a crystal, a magnifying glass to see God more closely to have a better idea of God. But this in what expressions of beauty. In fact, sister Lucia concludes that the presence of God, God did not appear, but he let his presence be felt. The simple presence of God in those children, however very young and therefore ignorant of everything, that it is a little more developed from our religion, produced such an effect on the children that they first understood that they were not supposed to talk to anyone, although the apparition did not recommend secrecy, did not recommend, but did much more than recommend. Imposed? In a way, yes. They would not be able to speak because the presence of God was still marking their souls, in such a way that they understood that this presence is not spoken to anyone. Even more, what is given to understand is that if the three children spoke to each other about this, they spoke very little. The voice of silence was the best commentary on what had happened. But it was the first flash of what? Against the revolution of ugliness, of heinousness, of sin, the counter-revolution of chastity, the counter-revolution of purity, the counter-revolution of everything, everything that is transparent to God and through which God's light communicates itself to other men. Is there anything more beautiful, more inviting than this to form the spirit in a direction contrary to the revolution we are currently witnessing, the cultural revolution? So ends the segment for today. Let us be like crystals, my friend who magnify the glory of the Lord. Our Lady says, my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. We're told that the angel, the angel of Portugal, believed to be Saint Michael the Archangel, his beauty, his radiance, he was like crystal. But he's not magnifying himself like the enemy and the demons do. He's magnifying the goodness of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. Let us pray very much to ask our Lord to do that in our lives. That when people see us, they're not seeing me But they're not seeing you. They're seeing our Lord work through us. That's the way we should attempt to live our lives to be like radiant crystals that magnify the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. All of our thoughts, all of our words, all of our actions, we should have in mind what is this ultimately accomplishing? Is this leading us towards heaven? Or are these thoughts, words, and actions leading us towards hell? Ultimately, that's the only thing that matters. Not where you live, not what kind of car you drive, not what kind of home you live in. Where do you spend your eternity? It's going to be in one of two places. We need to choose wisely. We need to choose Jesus every moment of every day of our lives. Let us honor Our Lady with St. Alphonsus Liguri's prayer for Thursday, the prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain heaven. O Queen of Paradise, who reigneth above all the choirs of angels and who art the nearest of all creatures to God, I, a miserable sinner, salute thee from this valley of tears and beseech thee to turn thy compassionate eyes towards me For whichever side they turn, they dispense graces. See, O Mary, in how many dangers I now am, and shall be as long as I live in this world, of losing my soul, of losing heaven and God. In thee, O lady, I have placed all my hopes. I love thee, and sigh to go soon to see thee, and praise thee in heaven. Ah, Mary, when will be that happy day on which I shall see myself safe at thy feet, and contemplate my mother, who has done so much for my salvation? When shall I kiss that hand which has delivered me so many times from hell and has dispensed me so many graces when on account of my sins, I deserve to be hated and abandoned by all? My lady in life, I've been very ungrateful to thee, but if I get to heaven, I shall no longer be ungrateful. There I shall love thee as much as I can in every moment for all eternity and shall make amends for my ingratitude by blessing and thanking thee forever. I thank God with my whole heart who gives me firm confidence in the blood of Jesus Christ and in thee and the conviction that thou wilt save me, that thou wilt deliver me from my sins, that thou wilt give me light and strength to execute the divine will. And, in fine, that thou wilt lead me to the gate of paradise. Thy servants have hope for all this, Not one of them was deceived. No, neither shall I be deceived. O Mary, my full confidence is that thou hast to save me. Beseech thy son Jesus, as I also beseech him, by the merits of his passion, to preserve and always increase this confidence in me, and I shall be saved. The three Hail Marys in honor of the Immaculate Purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus bentris tui Iesus. Sancta Maria, mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus nunc et mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu mulieribus et benedictus fructus bentris tui Iesus. Sancta Maria, mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus nunc et mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, dominus tecum, benedicta tu, mulieribus, et benedictus fructus bentris tu Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pronobis peccatoribus, nunc et mortis nostrae. Amen. Let us now mention, my friends, Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, located on the web at halo-soma.org. And I would also like to mention episode 277 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. I interviewed my sister and one of my wonderful nieces about RPM, Rapid rapid Prompting Method, which is a system of communication for those afflicted with non-speaking autism. Just as sign language was a revolutionary breakthrough for the deaf, so Rapid Prompting Method sometimes called spelling to communicate type typing to talk it it has several different names but by whatever name you call it it has been a revolutionary breakthrough for non-speakers we believe that in fact communication is a human right and this is helping thousands of people to communicate we hope to help many thousands more so let's get the word out there and let us pray for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health, that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Memoraria to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. By thy pure and immaculate conception, O Mary, obtain for me the conversion of Russia, Spain, Portugal, Europe, the United States of America, Canada, and the whole world. Virgo potens, ora Nobis. Sancti Yosef, terra daimonem, ora Nobis. Sancta Raphael, archangeli, ora Nobis. In nomina patris et fili, et spiritus sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 402 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at FatimaPodcast. And most importantly, please offer up prayers and sacrifices for the eternal salvation of all Catholic bishops. They need your help. Goodbye and God love you.